Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone on a lovely sunny day on the screen porch. And it's another warm anomaly for an early spring day. It's close to 80 degrees. I cannot believe it. But I am doing a dance for the spring showers to bring May flowers. You know that little jingle. It's been fairly dry here, so I'm hoping we get some rain. Thanks for joining me, and thanks to those that reached back about last week's chat about No Mo May, also known as No Mo Spring, which is universal, as it may not be spring in your neck of the woods right now. If you recall in the last episode, I shared a lovely note from April Fisher of the local chapter of the Native Plant Society. Today's chat is a bit of an extension of her thoughts about the gifts of hope and love we embody as we ready ourselves for another growing season. Even if you're not a gardener but adore nature and viewing gardens, we can all embrace the new season of growth. And so this week's story starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. I often start our chats with you by dictating thoughts on a morning walk with Jolie, and today I am embracing the unfolding of spring, which we enjoy from year to year. The patterns are so familiar. I marvel at how trees wake up at different times, but always in sequence. Tiny leaves are emerging from the trees, often miniatures of what they will become. Sometimes they look alien until they grow like the leaves on my tree peony that start like a reddish knotty hand, then unfurl to their glorious soft green, reminding me of a toy that inverts from a robot to a plush puppy or kitten. Other trees and shrubs sprout puffs of pollen like the beloved pussy willows, or they grow puffs that turn into flowers. Some trees and shrubs have leaves and bloom emerging at the same time in early spring. I walk past the pond at Cobble Wood, where the snapping turtle was crossing the road, saved by a kind passerby last fall. Now I hear frogs and toads singing their mating songs, a few different species, all getting along. How I love the chorus. I glance to the left where farmers raise cattle for beef. I see mothers nurturing calves in the field. While it saddens me their fate of being raised for food, They are cared for with dignity. They have expansive fields to meander and are nourished by food from the land. I observe the kindness of the farmers filling their stations with hay, their water refreshed each day. They set up shade cloths to provide respite in the heat of the summer. Indeed, they are cared for kindly, contrary to other farms where cows live in fields of mud and feces with not much room to roam. That always makes me so sad to see. When raising livestock or poultry, or vegetables for that matter, nurturing them as Mother Nature intends is being kind to them and our dear earth. The same is true in our yards and gardens, or caring for our pets. When we tamper with nature, the world is disrupted. Which brings up a point from last week's chat about no mo spring. If we use chemicals in our lawns, the concept of helping early pollinators does not work. 
in early spring, by the way, I can always tell what properties are supercharged with unnatural chemicals because they are in need of mowing far earlier than normal lawns. And as a result, the lawn's root structure is often shallow as it grows to rely on the chemical boosts. Adding another dilemma, the yard will not be as drought tolerant as those not superjuiced, creating a dependency on irrigation. So for the pollinators and the planet, and the safety of you and your furry family, please reconsider box stores, multi-step programs, and accept your lawns imperfections. I put that in quotes as there's no such thing as perfect other than kindness and love. As we make our way home, I notice the emerging weeds, the invasive mugwort and the mustard weed amongst the sunny dandelions we spoke about last week, which I know are not technically native here, bringing the question of what constitutes a native plant. At some point, after years and years, do they change the category to become native when they once were not? I believe that may have happened with the dandelions. I should look into that. But I know for sure mugwort is not considered a native plant. I often think about non-native species arriving here unintentionally or with intent as biological controls, and then they begin running amok, becoming invasive. We talked about many of them in my column chats over the years, like the lanternfly or the native beneficial ladybug versus the Asian lady beetle that swarms homes. Then there's this grass that seems to be taking over all of our gardens. I'll put a few links in the show notes for some of these stories you may enjoy. I agree these invasives become pests and tough to manage, but many remedies cause other things to become unbalanced. It's quite a dilemma. Maybe at some point they will integrate into our ecosystem as the dandelions have. At least, I'd like to think so. We walk past a patch of forsythia in its glory, which is native to China and not native anywhere in North America. But it's lovely to see, though it doesn't offer much to wildlife other than a place birds may nest. Instead, we can plant native spice bush with its fragrant yellow flowers in early spring to provide a host plant for many species of butterflies. May I suggest walking amongst nature, witnessing its rhythm and how our world is tied together. Notice how trees rely on the air and the sky and the rains for the water, as we do. Trees count on decomposing leaves for food. As we prepare our gardens for the new season of growth, consider it part of the whole, as are you the caregiver of the plot. Our indigenous people celebrated the earth and expressed gratitude for each harvest, giving a portion back to the earth and wildlife. I think that portion was something like 10%, if I'm not mistaken, which I read about in that lovely book called Braiding Sweetgrass. Highly recommended. They thanked the earth and Mother Nature for the sustenance before each meal and did the same before harvesting an animal or fish for food. See yourself in all that you encounter, people, plants, even those we call pests. The more you do, the more you live in the spirit of cooperation rather than competition. We are all one, and happiness is part of the oneness we're here to enjoy. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com You know, it's interesting because when you consider what's gone on in our world, it can be so overwhelming. Let's cultivate our relationship with the earth. When we interfere by polluting it, I believe the imbalance of things affects us in our souls. 
We are all part of the whole and cannot continue contaminating our world. It seems bigger than life to turn things around, but we can all do our part. Simple things like picking up and recycling trash, a topic in episode 18, walking and plucking. Did you know that walking while picking up trash is called plucking? It's gotten to be quite trendy. Think of it as part of our spring cleanup, but continue picking up trash all seasons, and you'll feel good about the difference you make. We are all like seeds. Plant seeds in fertile soil, and abundant growth and harvest will occur. If you plant them in poor soil, they will not flourish and may ultimately die. Yes, indeed, we can all make a difference in the world in which we live. So enjoy the spring as it's unfolding. Enjoy the newness of the season of growth. And realize that you too can make a difference and shift and start something new. A new way of being, living in the wholeness that we all really are. Thanks so much. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. There are our peepers peeping, and soon the chorus will begin. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.